All right, everyone. Welcome back to the latest episode of Solving the Mysteries to Success. Uh, really excited to have you on for this episode. Uh, a little different from last episode where we talked about getting into med school with a low GPA. This episode, we're going to transition and over to the professional world and talk about the first week and and first day on the job in the tech uh, tech world. So to do that, I have a really special guest with me today. His name is Ari Picar, and uh, he's a software engineer at Amazon. And uh, you know, he went to UC Berkeley with me as well. And and it's uh, great to have him on. How are you doing, Ari? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Just trying to get through the you know days of quarantine life, but you know, chugging yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit crazy now, but could, it could be worse. Glad, I'm, glad I have my health. Yeah, that's the most important. Anyways, let's let's start off with uh, you know the first question with you. You know, talk about your undergrad career and the benefits and cons of doing computer science at Berkeley. Yeah. So when I was uh, so I went to Berkeley as an out of state student. I went to high school in New York, and as uh, I didn't know that I was going to do computer science right out of high school. I had thoughts about doing things like economics or political science, but Berkeley as a campus is really centered around uh, the relationship with the tech community. And so that's kind of an ever present aspect of uh, life there. And so I decided uh, after hearing so much about everyone's experiences to take a chance on taking a computer science class. Uh, and I took, so I took the introductory to computer science class my sophomore uh, or my freshman spring. And I fell in love with that class and with computer science in general through that class. So after that, I realized, okay, I think I want to pursue a career uh, in tech. And so I have not looked back. Uh, I had a couple of setbacks in college having – because Berkeley computer science is no joke. It's a really tough course load, but I've been able to power through it, and now I'm uh, pretty happy with where I ended up. So while I was at Berkeley, like the biggest drawback to the computer science classes there is that the classes are really large and pretty competitive uh, in that you have to work pretty hard to be able to get good grades and be able to do well in the class. And so since there's since the lower division classes, the introductory ones, have about 3,000 students each, uh, it's, it tends to be a lot of uh, really smart people. And so you have to work hard and be up to par to be able to succeed in those classes. And so while at Berkeley, I did a couple of things related to computer science. I uh, was part of blockchain at Berkeley for a semester. And I also founded the sports analytics group at Berkeley where we work with professional sports teams to do analysis for them. Uh, and so that was an opportunity that I think Berkeley afforded me, being able to accomplish that kind of stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And so then when my senior year was uh, coming around, I had previously interned at Open Table, and I was looking to do recruiting for my full time, uh, for a full-time job. And, uh, I had a, the opportunity to choose between a couple of offers, and I chose Amazon because I think it had a opportunity for really big impact and for a uh, to make wide scale uh, 
wide scale benefits and wide uh, impact a lot of people. So I'm pretty glad uh, for doing that. Yeah, you know the you know the point where you talk about CS at Berkeley is no joke. That is that is definitely the case. Um, so let's uh, yeah. let's let's talk about you know that internship and you know after that internship, how did you really land that job at Amazon? What was the process like? You know the career fairs, the the job hunt. You know what were the certain <laughs> steps you took to get that job at Amazon? Yeah, so I had originally made contact with them about September, my senior year, where I had talked to a recruiter at a career fair. And Amazon, they were describing some of the problems that Amazon had had at a wide scale. And so I saw that seemed like a cool company. And so once I decided I was going to apply, I was looking through my contacts at LinkedIn. And I realized that I had a, uh, there someone I knew uh, had worked at, Amazon, who was uh, the year who graduated from my high school the year above me, and so I decided to uh, I decided to reach out with him, understand his experiences at Amazon, and he was the one who was able to refer me uh, to the new grad software engineering position. And so once uh, once I got referred, they sent me an email saying uh, we'll go through your resume and then you can wait and see uh, what the next steps are. And so it took a bit took about a month for me to hear back from them and they gave me what's called uh what they call like their name for an uh like an online assessment that was it involved a couple of things so part of it was code debugging using uh seeing how i had learned skills uh for my classes and then part of it was things like logic puzzles or uh or like different kind of brain teasers and so after that they had they gave me a second version that was more directly applicable to work um and so i had decided that i was uh at that time i was for the second assessment i had kind of not really known what to expect and so that was much more of like a work simulation so they would tell you they would have you like prioritize different projects and figure out what you want to figure out like, Oh, is this worth working on or is this? So it kind of mimics what you do in your daily life as a software engineer. And then also they had some algorithm questions that you had to fill out. Um, And then after a couple of weeks, they emailed me back saying they wanted to schedule a phone interview uh, for my final round. And so uh, that was a big, that was with a senior engineer, who they uh, Amazon really reinforces the 14 principles, and so the, the engineer asked me about my experiences at internships or at other companies where I had to exhibit some of these principles, like uh, bias for action or uh, earning trust. And so I described some of my work history, uh, and then they asked me an algorithm question uh, to show off my coding knowledge, and so. Uh, after finishing that, they told me a couple of days later that they wanted to make me an offer. And so I had a little bit of time to uh, figure out with Amazon, the company uh, that I wanted to go to start with and to start my career with. And I had decided, yeah, Amazon is a pretty good company. And so I decided to sign with them and haven't really looked back. Yeah, that's really good insight. You know, um, we're very detailed 
explanation of what that process is like. You know, looking back on that experience of interviewing and, you know, the 14 principles, is there anything that, you know, you obviously have the job now, but is there anything, you know, you would have told yourself, like, maybe I, I could have uh, focused a little more of my attention on this aspect and just preparation on in terms of what kind of tools or, or books or resources did you use to prepare for these interviews? Yeah, I mean, the biggest things that I used was Leak Code and the book Cracking the Coding Interview. And so those are basically the guidebooks for how to solve these kind of programming interviews. And so I followed them pretty extensively, worked through all those problems. I probably started preparing for interviews in general my uh, during the summer before my senior year because it seemed like a good way to get a big refresher into what everything does and how everything should be, uh, how all the algorithms work that I would need to know. And so I think the biggest thing that I could have done a better job is just like made a more diligent practice plan. I kind of relied on what my prior knowledge was, which be, uh, which I was pretty happy that Berkeley CS gave me such a good foundation. Uh, but I think that being able to more directly emulate the kind of questions that they were asking was a very, uh, would have been a very useful thing. And so I think that there's a lot of opportunities uh, for me to do a, I think that that was one thing that I could have uh, been more diligent in practicing, but overall I'm pretty happy with uh, the process I took. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously you got the job, so that's the most important thing. Um, you know, let's uh, transition. You know, you graduated from Berkeley. Uh, you know, for the audience, you know, many of they don't know that you are from New York. You know, you came from New York to a, you know, Western school. What was that first day at Amazon like? And uh, the first week, you know, what were you imagining before you started work? And what was actually reality when you stepped into the office? So, yeah, so... Uh, I actually work in one of the New York City offices for Amazon, and the way Amazon does their new grad recruiting process is that they more or less tell you where you want to be, where you be. And I think 90% of people end up in Seattle. So I, but I just was placed in New York, and so it was nice being able to like be near home. And so I think that it was a, uh, the first day was not actually at where my office is located. So Amazon has three main engineering offices in New York City. And so it was at a different one. And you get there, there's a big waiting room just full, filled with people who are also starting their uh, starting that day because Amazon is always rapidly hiring. Um, and so I, uh, I got there at 8.30 in the morning and they took us all into a room, had us fill out some forms and uh, they, and then they gave us like a speaker about what that gave us kind of an introduction to the company. And so I know everyone knows what Amazon does, but they told us some fact, some facts about the company and some uh, things that we might not have known and being able to a little history into what the company's guiding principles are, why they are that way. And so it was good as a way to get some, knowledge uh about like why why all these things that i've come to appreciate have been put in place and how they came to be and so for the rest of my first week i got uh next day i went to my actual office met 
my manager and the rest of my team uh, that I started onboarding. And so uh, what Amazon generally, uh, they generally have all software engineers start with this program called SG Bootcamp, which is just a way to ensure that everyone has their machines set up uh, in the way that is most beneficial and that everyone is able to get, uh, and so that everyone is able to get a good understanding of what kind of tooling we use internally for production systems and why certain things, uh, how to do certain things, how certain things are done. Uh, and so that basically took up the rest of my first week. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was my start as, uh, as someone with, of my career, I guess. Right. So what is, uh, if you can, you know, talk a little bit in more detail, what is exactly, you know, your team and, and you do at Amazon? Yeah, so I'm part of Amazon Web Services, a subdivision that provides computing infrastructure to uh, to companies, for those that don't know. And my team, we, uh, we work in the uh, cost simulation kind of division in the cost insights uh, area. And so we're building out a new product that will allow companies to better understand their costs. And, uh, so for my team, we're actually a pretty uh, new team. I split off, we split off of another team back in November. And so we're just getting uh, started on building our first product for my team. And so we are, we're about eight software engineers, a manager, and we have a technical product manager who works along with us. And so together we have like a daily standup at 10 uh, and then just uh, normal functions of a software engineer, of a software engineering team. And so Amazon in general is pretty big on making sure that teams are small and closely knit. So there's this big concept of the two pizza team that you should be able to feed everyone on your team with two pizzas. And so as teams grow, that's kind of hard, but it's still like a good guideline to adhere to. And so we, we try and keep it around that level. Right. That's uh yeah, that's uh, interesting. You know, I, I didn't know about that before uh, talking to you, but you know, you know, as uh, someone that just starts work, you know, the undergrad life is very different. You know, you, you really make your own schedule and classes are all over the place when, you know, you have to transition into the nine to five. You know, when did you really get a groove on your routine? And, you know, what is your routine? You know, you wake up, you do most of your work in the morning, uh, you know, sometimes in the afternoon. What's your really your routine that you found to be successful, uh, you know, while you're working there? Yeah, so my routine now is a little different than it normally is just because of quarantine being the way it is. Uh, but when I'm in the office, my normal routine is I get there around 930. Um I generally like to like get situated, have like a sec, and then I start work. We so I am currently doing away work for another team as uh, because of organizational priorities, and so I for now I have two standups. Uh, one is at ten fifteen, and the other is at eleven. And so usually my mornings are more meeting focused than uh, than my afternoons, but I so usually some type of meeting, either checking in with a PM, having a one-on-one with my manager, something along those lines. And then uh, then when I usually, uh, I usually take lunch around 12. We have a bunch of 
like a bunch of us all go out and pick up food. And then I decide, uh, and usually the afternoon is is pretty focused work. We'll occasionally have like an architecture meeting or review meeting or stuff like that to make sure all the stakeholders are up to date with everything that's going on. And then around 2, 2.15, 2.30, I like to give myself a little bit of a mental break. So I take 10 minutes and go get coffee from a place across the street. And so that's become like my daily routine. Now I actually went back to California for the uh, for the quarantines because New York is hit pretty hard. So I've more or less moved everything up three hours. So now I'm doing a schedule where I have my first stand up at uh, at 7:15 in the morning, and I work more or less till like three-ish uh, as a daily schedule. So yeah, that's uh, I guess the biggest difference with post grad life in that is just one that I'm working more concrete hours. So a lot of times in undergrad, I worked a very, uh, a very like ever changing schedule where I didn't have any kind of set times that I needed to do stuff other than classes. And so if I had a project that would do, that was due, I would work until like two or three at night. But if, but now it's like, it makes much more sense to align with other people who I might need to help. And so that, uh, so I work generally a more straight up nine to five or nine to six kind of schedule. Um, but I guess the other difference is just in terms of working on the weekends as a undergrad, you have to do a lot of work on the weekends. And one of the nice things about having a job is that you don't, but yeah, I think it's pretty, it's usually pretty similar, uh, usually pretty similar in terms of the total workload and things like that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you hit it right on the money, that time adjustment, would you say that's the biggest adjustment that you have to make, you know, really pushing up all your hours and, and just centralizing all your work into, into a subset of hours? Yeah. I probably work similar hours that I did in college, except on college, it was much more like, Sunday through Thursday, I would do, I would work very heavily. And that, whereas here it's like Monday through Friday. And then in college, it was like maybe noon till 8 PM, but here it's like nine to five. Right. So, you know, let's transition a little bit to the social life. Um, you know, like we told the audience before, you, know, you are from New York, but how is that, you know, transition from, you know, the West coast to back to New York in terms of finding housing and, and, uh, you know, just finding the right place to live, you know, when did you start that search? And, you know, uh, if you have any advice to give your, you know, past self looking back, is there anything you would have told yourself that like, you know, start earlier, you know, start somewhere? Yeah. So I think the biggest advice would have been to have started earlier. So I spent the summer traveling in Europe with a couple of friends and I didn't really have any kind of I uh, planned to start searching for housing because I thought I might live at home and commute to work for a couple of weeks and before finding housing. And I didn't really like living at home as, uh, again. So I decided to move into New York City and I found some roommates online and it's worked well so far. But right, uh, but I think I would have given myself a little bit more time and a little bit more, uh, spent a little bit more effort trying to uh, reach out to people who might also be living in the city 
Uh, so I think that was the biggest thing in terms of just social life. It's, uh, I think I have a pretty similar social life compared to when I was in college. One thing is that I had a lot of high, because I was, grew up in New York, I had a lot of high school friends uh, who moved into New York City. And so I've like started hanging out with those people a lot more. Uh, but I've also, I feel like it's been pretty similar. Um, people are generally busier than college in that you can't just like hang out and go hang out in like a random Friday to take it off and go, go do something. But I think overall it's pretty, pretty similar. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, that, that's, uh, something, you know, really unique as, you know, you have all these people close to you in college that you can just, you know, go and hang out with at any time. And now that's mm-hmm. become different where, you know, some people are busy at a certain hour and you can't just appear at their, you know, doorstep if you want to call it. But, you know, in terms of the, yeah. the company, Amazon, do they uh, provide any kind of social gatherings such that, you know, you, you can meet new people and, and you know, mm-hmm. meet coworkers and, you know, make friends like that? Yeah, so Amazon has a couple things. Um, we've done, like, team off-sites, so gone out to a restaurant with a bunch of team members. And they uh, every month they do a happy hour. but And then a couple of times during, like, holidays. So they did a bake-off uh, among all Amazon New York members, which was fun. And so I think they've done a good job about uh, giving people opportunities to meet other people and network and make friends. So I think it's been pretty good overall. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and – Obviously, you, 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 this is uh, you know your first year. How do you, how do you uh, you know see the time progressing on Amazon and you know and what do you what are some things that you're looking forward to crossing off your bucket list? You know, I think it's important for the audience to know you know after you start that first job, you know what's the next thing on the agenda, uh, you know, and how do you figure that out? Yeah, so I think the next thing for me is I just want to keep uh, taking on more responsibility. So one thing that I like about Amazon is that pretty much anyone can spearhead product development. And so I've already pitched some sort, uh, some projects to the, uh, to the product lead on my team as that things that I think uh, that my manager thinks would be good opportunities. And so uh, potentially working on development of those kind of things, I think would be a very, uh, a very interesting next step. And, would allow me to grow both as an engineer and as someone who uh, operates in the world of tech yet gain other skills. So that's kind of my next step at Amazon. I'm not really sure what the future holds, but uh, I think right now it's kind of what I'm focused on. So, yeah. 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 You know, that's, that's some really good information. You know, obviously once you get a little more experience and the more responsibility you can take on, um, you know, those are some great conversations we just had for the audience. I think uh, really insightful information for them to learn about your, you know, days at Amazon so far and what it takes to succeed. Um, for our next episode, we're going to be talking about for uh, people that are interested in audit and have a live discussion with some people working in the audit uh, field. So make sure to check out for that. In the meantime, make sure to stay safe, everyone. Stay healthy and, you know, stay inside. And uh, thank you and have a great day.